0: Welcome to the show, Five Stripe Fam. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly. And a lot has been going on in the Atlanta United world. The new kit finally was unveiled, as well as a lot of other kits around MLS. But yes, the 17s kit has been finally unveiled a little bit of a a whimper in terms of the actual uh, kind of pop and circumstance around it but the actual kit itself uh, obviously is an homage to the 2017 inaugural season kit and man my opinion on it is it is a beauty I mean with the gold trim with the uh, you know little slight uh, kind of variations on the original uh it's something that's uh is a little bit more kind of uh a spruced up version of the 2017 version if you will. Uh obviously the black bars are more of the prominent thing versus uh previously it was more uh that it was um you know that it was based around the red, but uh yeah, it's matching a little bit more of the uh, actual crest itself. But uh yeah, well uh, in terms of what the team has put out there they said, quote, equal parts grit and glory, equal parts supporter and club. Our 2023 primary kit is a throwback to where it all began. This kit is for you, uh, our supporters. Every stitch embodies the spirit of 17 because everything we earn, we earn together. This is the 17's kit. If you feel that Atlanta United's new primary kit looks familiar, you likely aren't alone. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh so... Uh, It is, yeah, definitely. uh, uh, Along with that forest kit, uh, we have a a couple of uh, you know good little you know uh, change kits that we will be wearing in the 2023 season. Uh, Also, uh, in this Dirty South soccer article, uh, LA United Vice President of Business Operations Georgia O'Donohue, uh, he mentioned that uh, it really takes us back to our core five-stripe look, quote-unquote. And he says, uh, that gives us the opportunity to tell the story of our five pillars, unity, excellence, community, determination, and innovation. Uh, And he also said, quote, uh, and the railroad tracks, the two black stripes running down the middle, which we love getting back to, she added. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, a color scheme that we are all... Very familiar with, and yeah, now it's something that's uh, with those little touches on the authentic kits. The we are the A jock tag, and uh, on the back, the United with the 17 uh, as the I and the T. Uh, yeah, I mean, some really nice touches if you can afford the authentic version with a name on the back. It's almost $200. A lot of people are having some issue with that, uh, myself included. Uh, I usually don't get the authentic kit, to be fair. Uh, But it is one of those where, yeah, uh, you know, if you can't afford it, smoke them if you got them, right? But uh, she went on to mention that is something we know is important to us to represent our city well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's one of these uh, where I think this is... You know, something that the fans were clamoring for. And so, you know, it is, I think, uh, if we can get back to that glory of yesteryear, this uh, might be a good catalyst for that in that, uh, yeah, the fans can connect with this kit as well. I think that's kind of uh, all part and parcel of kind of the waning of the fandom to a degree in LA United's uh, sphere. It's been... Uh, as the results have dipped as the uh, disconnection with uh, what we want and what has been happening, uh, this might be a good start in that right direction. but uh yeah, so there have been a couple of preseason matches, a couple of friendlies uh, during this past week as well. Of course, the Amfam Cup on Wednesday. In which shout out to our boy DJU who got a whole stage and everything. Uh, yeah, definitely it was uh, fun to see him uh, kind of get the you know get the whole thing riled up, as well as that halftime show with the lasers. It was uh, definitely pretty cool to see, and uh, you know maybe that might be a staple of the uh, the halftime uh, things in the future. We shall see, but yeah LA united they played at toluca fc and uh yeah we of course previously had won this cup uh but uh yeah toluca they definitely didn't mess around they had a lot of first team players uh really in and about that 11 and play pretty much a lot of the match but uh yeah it uh it definitely was a back and forth game for sure in terms of goals. Lots of them. Seven goals. But uh, yeah, it was a good back and forth. Uh, first half, we played pretty much uh, what might be our starting 11, Sands a f- couple players. But uh, yeah, the second half was a lot of Atlanta United 2 and Academy players. And yeah, honestly, they played really quite well. They uh, connected a lot of good possession and uh yeah you had Luke Brennan score a really good goal uh at the top of the box but uh, after that uh flick from Johnny Fortune but uh yeah in terms of that uh I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit but that first half uh yeah in the uh the 17th kit Brooks Lennon opened the scoring and uh yeah of course we were back at the bends for the first time in 2023 here. And uh, in this new primary kit, and uh, yeah, in terms of, uh, yeah, it just really only took a couple minutes, and uh, yeah, I mean, Lennon found a lot of space uh, to take a few touches and get it on his left and score it on his left, and yeah, really well taken goal. I mean, you know, we all know Brooks Lennon is a right footer, and so yeah, really good to see him get on the score sheet as well. And uh, you know, from right back, uh, find himself in the box. So it is, uh, yeah, great to see there. Unfortunately, the uh, the lead was not uh, for very long. Unfortunately, but uh, yeah, you know, after the 15th minute of that Lennon goal, um, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we were able to uh, actually score that second goal. But uh, yeah, this lead just kept dwindling at the. Time we reached halftime, unfortunately, but uh, yeah. In terms of uh, yeah, our second goal, Luis Arriuzu. Oh, he just uh, he's looked a man on fire this preseason, uh, scoring in pretty much nearly every game, and uh, yeah, this one he uh, man he was able to. Uh, really create a ton of space streaking to his left and yeah pretty much get really close inside the the six and just put it away at the near post it was definitely just a wow moment for sure Uh, definitely something that um, you know I think we will want to see a lot of Adaruju doing and wow I mean you know we're up 2-0 17th minute but that's when Toluca FC, they started to mount their comeback. And uh, yeah, they uh, they were able to knock it past our starting goalkeeper on the day, Quentin Westberg. Uh, yeah, Guzan and Robinson didn't start this match uh, kind of pretty much due to the rest that was needed because there was a match on Saturday as well. But uh, yeah, uh, we also saw Chol, uh, Machop Chol play up top again at the striker position, and uh, yeah, he was making some good um, pressing movements. Uh, had some moments where he was able to get on the end of some uh, you know some balls, and oh, unlucky, unlucky not to be able to finish, I think. But uh, then he had to come off with an injury, and uh, Jackson Conway did come on. But uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Right before the half, a uh, stoppage time goal by Toluca, and we went into uh, halftime at 2-2. So, yeah, you know, a little bit where it was up for grabs. It could have been anybody uh, that could have won this, and, well, it kind of was that. I mean, we, uh, like I said, with the Luke Brennan goal, uh, really well-taken goal and some good build-up play, Pretty much throughout the half, but Toluca, with their experience over our young kids, unfortunately pulled it out. Uh, yeah, I mean, a uh, kind of, uh, you know, freak goal a little bit to make it 3-3. And then, uh, unfortunately, yeah, Toluca was able to find the winner. And, uh, yeah, it is, uh, unfortunately, 4-3, 80th minute and I think we just kind of pretty much ran out of time. I mean, it was, uh, we kept pushing, but unfortunately, uh, we were not able to find the equalizer. So, uh, yeah, Toluca, they win the AmFam Cup. And, uh, yeah, it is one of those where, uh, before this or after this, uh, still, we were winless in the preseason. So, uh, but, yeah, uh, a couple notes from this match, uh, Sadich, Luis Abram, uh, Yorgos Yakumakis, and also uh, Ozzy Alonso, they were not training, uh, so they did not play this match, Uh, Sosa, he was running laps by himself in training, but uh, yeah, there was apparently a minor adductor strain in Mexico, and um, also Caleb Wiley, he hit his, uh, he pretty much it was a collision, and a pretty big welt after the game. But uh, yeah, it is something that he uh, played the rest of that half and uh, apparently was okay. but me personally, young kid, I would have liked to see him just taken off. I mean, the uh, you know, the doctors and trainers apparently uh, okayed him to continue, but I mean, you just, there's no need to risk him in this meaningless, friendly uh, but alas, Beneta, uh I guess, listened to his doctors and said that it was fine, but I don't know. I mean, it still just doesn't sit well with me, uh, young kid. I mean, especially brain still developing. You know this. You know this if you watch NFL. It's uh, something that is not good for the brain at all. But uh, So, uh, yeah, Wiley did mention after the match that he does remember the play, but uh, that they aren't sure if it's a concussion yet. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, something that hopefully it is not, but, uh, like I also mentioned Chope, uh, he, uh, Machope Chole, he felt a sensation in his leg and he was taken off as a precautionary measure. Probably should have been Wiley as well, but, uh, yeah, uh, Pineda, he also mentioned after the match that, uh, the team could potentially also bring in another Ford, uh, that third signing that's, uh, they are going to make but have not rushed into it uh yeah i mean it probably should be a midfielder to be fair as uh, we need definitely some more dynamism in our uh, number eight position and uh, i think we'd feel a lot more uh safe and a lot more uh, kind of encouraged i think if we had somebody that was able to uh to bring a lot more of the elements that we need in uh, that midfield of ours. But uh, yeah, also Luke Brennan, he mentioned after the match, after scoring that goal, that uh, won him the uh, Golden Spike, man of the match honors. He said he used to spend his time at the Benz as a ball boy. So it was a really cool moment for him. And yeah, he said he's working towards a homegrown deal. And, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely it was a really well taken goal. But, uh, also another player that, uh, showed some really good promise here, uh, had a little shaky moments here and there, but uh, overall, I think recognized the danger very well. Noah Cobb, he started at center back and, uh, pretty much played the entire match. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I think, uh, something, well, in terms of Pineda, he mentioned that, uh, it was a fantastic experience tonight for young players and that Cobb played a different center back role than uh, other times this preseason and it was unfair to judge him harshly tonight and that mentioned that he has a high high ceiling so yeah definitely a lot of people in the organization are high on Noah Cobb but uh, yeah so that wraps it up for this match and to the match that we all didn't get to see of course in St. Louis FC or St. Louis City rather uh, we played them on Saturday closed door friendly no stream and uh, it was the final match of the preseason for LA United and uh, well yeah I mean they were able to see the new City Park this is a, a new inaugural side or an inaugural season for this side in MLS and uh, yeah they they uh, will be facing Charlotte FC on March 4th. But, uh, yeah, LA United faced them for the first time, of course, and it was, uh, yeah, pretty interesting. The lineup, we saw Luke Brennan starting in midfield after uh, that goal of his. He uh, earned a start, and Brad Guzan and Miles Robinson were back in the starting 11, and Derek Etienne Jr. and Luis Abram were, uh, were included in the team for the first time. So that was uh, good to see in uh, the uh, starting 11 graphic. But uh, in terms of the goals, uh, so, yeah, well, it ended up a 2-1 win for Atlanta United. And Luis Araujo, that man, again, scored the first goal in the 10th minutes. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, the home team uh, in St. Louis FC, they tied the match after that. But then Tiago Almada found the winner. Uh, He scored from the penalty spots just before the half. And uh, yeah, apparently it was a handball. But uh, second half saw Etienne Jr. get his first minutes and Luis Abram as well. And uh, yeah, it ended a 2-1 win. But uh, of course, Allen United, they will be facing San Jose Earthquakes on uh, February 25th for the home opener at the Benz. So uh, yeah, it'll be a uh, full bins, uh hopefully. But uh, yeah, all three levels of the venue will be open. So, uh, so that wraps it up for the preseason. And yeah, the one win, lots of draws, uh, you know, a couple of losses not a screamer of a preseason not one that really inspires a ton of confidence but uh we still have a lot of players that have not played a ton of minutes that we just brought in so yeah it's one of those where uh you know it's kind of an incomplete type of uh preseason where we barely had really all of our first choice players but uh but anyway moving on to LA United 2 they announced their preseason schedule uh, and they will play a total of five matches at the uh, CHOA, uh, the Children's Health Care of Atlanta training ground and, uh, up there in uh, in Powder Springs. But uh, yeah, in terms of, or not Powder Springs, but anyway, in Marietta. Uh, but uh, yeah, the the season, of course, will be played in the MLS Next Pro League. And uh, the first preseason friendly takes place on February 18th versus the Georgia Revolution uh, or Georgia Revolution FC. But uh, yeah, they'll a week later host Savannah Clovers. And then on the first day of March, they'll play uh, Knoxville, one Knoxville FC before facing Greenville Triumph SC three days later. So uh, yeah, and then the two final preseason fixtures for them, they'll host Kalanji Soccer Academy Pro and then they'll go to Charlotte to play Crown Legacy FC. So, uh, yeah, all these, unfortunately, will be closed to the fans. But, uh, yeah, I'll give you an update when we have them on those uh, those fixtures and those results. But, uh, yeah, also a great thing to note here for uh, LA United fans. If you're a T-Mobile or Metro customer, you will get a uh, the MLS Season Pass on MLS. Er, Apple TV for free. So, you know, if you have those carriers, uh, yeah, there's they're definitely making way roads to get a lot of people, uh, yeah, Apple TV so you can watch every match and other MLS matches if you want. But anyway, uh, moving on to EMLS, Paulo Neto. Man, this man is running EMLS right now and he is representing LA United with another trophy, and yes, he wins his third straight trophy uh, for the club, and I mean, he's just balling out in, uh, in the esports league, and it is fantastic to see, and after even that now, uh, our two esports uh, professional players, Paulo Neto and, uh, and Young, they're both called up for the Brazilian national esports team nickname the e So, uh, yeah, there will be uh, six gamers and it'll be very interesting. I mean, there's a Brazilian uh, esports national team and they are at the top of the world FIFA 23 ranking. And that's uh, probably, you know, no, uh, uh, obviously, probably absolute thanks to Paulo Neto and Young, but Anyway, uh, so moving on from that, uh, there is an Anton AW5 family fund in honor of Anton Walks. And uh, yeah, there uh, were several uh, Charlotte and LA United supporters groups that helped develop and uh, sell this, uh, are selling this custom Summer Scarf, where 100% of the proceeds will be donated to the AW5 Family Fund. So, uh, yeah, you can check it out on mintcitycollective.com slash products slash Anton. And, uh, yeah, definitely uh, get out there on that website if you can and support uh, Anton Wax's family. They're very young family that uh, will definitely uh, help in any of those uh, costs. Uh, in his untimely passing, but uh, moving on from that, the home opener. We'll do a little match preview right now, a little quick and dirty because this is a thing. There's probably not a lot to go on. We'll be playing the San Jose Earthquakes, of course, uh, February 25th at the Benz. But uh, in terms of what to really expect, man, I mean, you know, San Jose, they've uh, they've had a decent. Preseason and uh, looking at their starting eleven, uh, of course, uh, you know the uh, the danger men I think uh, would be Jeremy Abobasi and Jackson Ewell That's uh, our players that's uh, we should keep an eye out for. But uh, in terms of our starting eleven, it'll be uh, very interesting who actually comes in, who's actually had enough minutes to actually be able to start for us. I think that's really the the key and uh, who's actually fit and uh, who's able to be available. So uh, I think it's going to be, in terms of our starting 11, Brad Guzan and Andrew Gutman are uh, is going to be that left back, of course. Juanjo Borata, uh, the left center back. Miles Robinson, the right center back. And Brooks Lennon as the right back. Uh, if he's healthy enough, Santiago Sosa, I think, will... Uh, start at the six. Uh, Mateo Susetu will be uh, the midfield pairing with him, and Tiago Almada will be at the ten. That left wing will be the uh, question here, uh, but I think it's going to be Caleb Wiley uh, starting there. Uh, I think we definitely were playing uh, very well with him uh, to start the Toluca match, so. I think I see him there. Uh, Luis Araujo, of course, uh, the man on the fire. He will be at right wing. And up top, that's really the question. If Machop Chol is healthy. Uh, I mean, you have Yorgos Yakumakis, who has not really played at all. I doubt he starts. Uh, but I think it's going to be Jackson Conway, who also started against St. Louis City. So, uh, it is... Uh, gonna be very interesting. Uh, the starting eleven, but I think uh, you know, rolling into the uh, score prediction. You know, we have we've had a mixed preseason. I think we're a little shaky at the back at times. Uh, we are gonna score goals. I think two though. I think it's gonna be a two-two draw. It's gonna be uh, quite a number of goals, but at the end of the day, uh, it will be uh, a sharing of the points for uh, LA United and the San Jose Earthquakes. But what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below what your prediction's going to be. But uh, yeah, that pretty much is the episode there and there, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, which play, which new player are you most excited about? Uh, is it Derek Etienne? Is it Yorgos Yakumakis? Is it Luis Abram? Let us know in the comments below. Looking forward to what you have to say. But guys, the new season is upon us. You know, spam your emojis in the comments below. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.